Friday. Friday move. Welcome to the X Plus One Podcast, where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to Him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and today is Friday. Wicka, wicka, wow. Uh, yeah, did a little beatboxing in the intro. Um, spoiler alert, if you couldn't tell, I did not get the beatboxing gifts in the Metzler uh, family. Uh, my sister did. She'll be showing them off on Saturday, Cadence Concert. If you're a UNC student listening to me, Saturday, 2 p.m., Cadence, show up because my sister's going to show up and show out. She's going to rock it. She is amazing. Peyton, if you're listening, I love you. I will be there. I'm your biggest fan. Anyways, happy Friday, everybody. How are we all doing today? I'm doing really well. It feels like I haven't uploaded a Friday mood in forever, and that's because I haven't uploaded one of these in two weeks, two whole weeks. Man, I've missed these. I hope, I mean, if you can't realize, if you listen to every bit of content I put out, I mean, these are definitely a lot more personal, more free-flowing. And, man, let me tell you this. Although I haven't uploaded in the last few weeks, just to give you an update, I mean, the last few weeks have been hard. And everyone listening to me can relate to that sentence in some way. We all go through seasons of life that are not easy and are not fun. However, I just, I can't sit here and say that the last few weeks have been bad. Have they been hard? Yes. Have they been bad? Absolutely not. I really believe in my heart that there is always something to thank God for, something to rejoice in, always. And he is always, God is always working in our lives. It's just that at times, you and I lack the vision to see what he's doing. We're just not looking where God's working. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about vision. I want to talk about focus. I talked about focused a lot last season on this podcast, and it is something that I am very, very passionate about. And you might be asking, well, why are you so passionate about focus, Luke? Well, it's because your focus determines the course of your life. Matthew 6, 21 says that where your treasure is there, your heart is also. In other words, whatever you value the most, whatever you think about the most, that is where your heart lies. Our treasure lies where our focus is. If your focus is always on Jesus and your eyes are locked on him, if he is your treasure, God can and will do great things in your heart and in your life. And if not, well, that's when things go awry. And the problem is, if we're being honest with ourselves, our focus is not always on Jesus. I love the story of Jesus walking on water in Matthew chapter 14. And the reason behind my affection for that passage of scripture has not so much to do with Jesus walking on water, but with Peter. Obviously, we know no human can walk on water, making what Jesus did an incredible miracle. But let's not miss out. Peter walked on water, too, for a second. But it was for, I mean, he did walk on water for a second. And he also began to sink. Now, why exactly did he begin to sink? Let's look at it, picking up verse 23. And after Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat with the disciples, by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But 
When he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to seek, he cried out, Lord, save me. Did you catch that at the end? Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water until what? Until he looked around, until he saw the wind, the wind that was beating against him, the wind that was opposing him. It was only then when Peter saw the great opposition that he faced that he was aware of his situation that he became afraid and began to sink. Imagine this scene with me for Peter and the disciples. It is pitch black dark out. It's the fourth watch of night. That means it's around 3 a.m. Peter and the disciples have been unable to get to shore for a while now because the wind's been picking up. It's pushing them back out to sea, not allowing them to get where they're trying to go. You can imagine they're probably tired at this point late in the night and they are in need of rest. That's their situation, of course, until they see this ghost-like figure, that figure being Jesus, coming towards them. So there's your buildup to Peter walking on the water to Jesus. Pitch black, 3 a.m., wind beating against the boat, no progress being made, everyone is tired, vibes are not great on that boat. It is tough. And so as Peter leaves the boat, remember, I mean, he can't see anything, it's pitch black. All he can see is probably the outline of Jesus' figure, yet despite the fact that he can't really see anything, he's walking. And he's not just walking, he's walking on water. He's walking on water so long as he gazes at the light of Christ, and he's doing so without fear, so long as he looks at Jesus. Guys, this is no different than you and for me. I think oftentimes we read these stories and we're like, okay, I mean, walking on water, Peter, Jesus, that's crazy. It's not applicable to me, but man, that, that's really, really cool. No, no, no. This is applicable to you and to me. No matter the circumstance, no matter how powerful the wind is, no matter how dark your situation may be, no matter how little energy and fight you may feel that you have left, when your eyes are locked in on Jesus Christ, you will walk. You will be sustained. You can have the strength to stand and to walk in any situation, no matter how difficult it may be, when you look to Jesus Christ. Christ. Like I said, it has been a hard past few weeks for me and for my family. It's been dark, but just as we looked at with Peter, even in the darkest of nights, the darkest of seasons, the hardest of circumstances, with the greatest of opposition, when we look to Jesus, we can and we will walk through them. And I wonder what that may be for you today. Maybe you're listening and you're currently in a dark and difficult night of your life. Maybe school is really difficult for you and you're struggling to keep your grades up or maybe relationships are hard for you. You feel like you know everybody but you aren't known by anybody. Maybe you're good friends with everyone but you're not great friends with anyone. Maybe you and your spouse are enduring some difficulties in marriage or someone that you know, maybe a friend or a family member is really, really hurting. Whatever your situation may be, as dark as the night may be, because of Christ and his light, when we look to him, we can walk. We can, through Jesus, walk on any terrain and through any circumstance. However, just like Peter, the moment, the moment we take our eyes off Jesus, when we look at our situation and how powerful the wind is, how dark and how difficult it is, when we see how weak and how feeble we are, we become afraid. And just like Peter, we sink. So the question is, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the wind of your situation? You're looking at the opposition 
that you face? Are you looking at the darkness of night that you may be in? Are you looking at the Jesus in your situation and the light that he brings and the joy and the comfort that he brings? We did a really cool exercise in my psychology class on focus. Honestly, it was two or three months ago. And my professor did this thing where she showed 15 words up on the screen. And she said, before I pop these up, I want you guys to try and count as many vowels as you can in 30 seconds. So if you know me well, you know I'm locked in at this point. I'm sitting up. I'm like, all right. Words come on the screen. I start counting. I'm counting fast. I get up to 27 words before she called time and took the words, or excuse me, I got up to 27 vowels before she called time and took the words off the screen. I felt great. I felt good. I figured she's going to ask, you know, Hey, like how many of you got at least 10? I'm going to have my hand up. At least 20, I'm going to have my hand up. At least 25, I have my hand up. And, you know, eventually we're going to get down to the last person, and it's going to be me, right? I feel like I'm a competitor. I want to win. But that's not how it went down. She asked a startling question. Instead of saying, how many vowels did you count? She said, and she asked, how many words do you remember? Well, I sat there, and <laughs> I only remembered the word football. That was the only word of the 15 that I remembered that had popped up on the screen, and that was because it was the last word that I had just gotten to when I was counting the vowels. So I remembered all these vowels, 27 of them, but I only remembered one word. Then my professor had us do it again, this time looking at the pattern of the word structure in order to remember the words. And this time I remembered most of them because each one represented a number. There was a pattern. So football was the 11th word because there are 11 players on the field for each team at a time. Valentine's Day was the 14th word because it takes place on the 14th of February. There were other words like clover in the fourth spot, pear in the second spot, tricycle in the third spot, and so on. It, it was cool. Now, why exactly do I bring this up? I want you to see here the power of focus. What you magnify will grow. When I looked at the words in order to count the vowels, I couldn't remember any of them. Could remember a single word. Well, I could remember one, but not many. You get my point. And in fact, I didn't even notice the pattern. The pattern of football being 11, Valentine's Day being 14, Clover being 4. I didn't see any of that. But when I looked for the pattern structure in order to remember the words, I, I saw the pattern. I remembered most of the words. I mean, here I am, what, two, three months later telling you the words that were on the screen. Now, how does this relate to you and to Peter? Like I said, in the beginning, God is always working, and at times, we're not looking where he's working. We're looking at all the wrong things. We're looking at the vows of our circumstances. We're looking at all the bad things that have happened to us recently, and we're sad because we don't have enough money to buy this thing we want, or we aren't in a relationship, and others are, and that's not fair. Small things continue to not go our way, and we start to think, man, nothing ever goes my way. See, when we think these things, our focus is misplaced. We're magnifying the wrong things. We're like Peter when he begins to look at the waves. We become afraid. We begin to sink. But when we're looking for the right things, when we're looking for the pattern structure of our circumstances, in other words, when we're looking to see God's hand in our lives, when we're, like, when we're letting him dictate how we feel and how we operate, when we look at his goodness and his loving character, we're not so apt to think, man... Nothing ever goes my way, but rather we're filled with the fullness of joy at the goodness of God, and we're filled with gratitude for all that he has done and all that he is doing in our life. In fact, we can look at the really hard things, the really difficult times, and we can look at them with gratitude and with joy because in every season, 
God is working and he's working all things for our good. And every given day, we do have something to be thankful for and something to rejoice in. And maybe it's as simple as the breath in your lungs, or maybe it's as grand as, I don't know, God giving you a new car. I don't know what it could be, but we always have something to rejoice in. And that is my encouragement to you all and to myself today. Don't focus on and look at the wind in the waves of your circumstance. Don't be overcome by the darkness that may be surrounding your life and the power of the wind, the opposition against you in your life, but rather look to the light of Christ that is in full control of your life, leading and guiding you in paths of righteousness, holding you up, sustaining and strengthening you. You truly can walk in the hardest of seasons and in the darkest of moments when you look to Jesus and only to Jesus. You can be grateful and joyful in every circumstance when looking to Christ. There's a reason Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5.16 to be joyful always. He wouldn't write that if it wasn't possible. But it's only possible when we look to Jesus. Peter walked on water in the dark of night against mighty opposition. And so can you. Peter also began to sink. And so can you. Whether you walk or sink depends on what or who you were looking at. So I'll ask you one more time. What are you looking at? Look to Jesus today and always. I love you all. Have a great Friday. God bless.